Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. Hello. I forgot your name for a second there. No, you didn't. You knew it all along. No, I didn't. You forgot you do, your name. You do pretend sometimes to make sure I don't feel like I'm too special. <laughs> How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for asking. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Goodbye. <laughs> that was the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. Welcome to our Wednesday episode of News and Reviews, where we do news and... Only news. Oh, no. Wait, All no. reviews are out the window this week. We've got two reviews. News and two... News and true... Two views. News and two... Mm, no, it doesn't work. I thought maybe I would make it work, but no. Cool. Good work. Right. You, got, you say you got some news, though, yeah? I tried to keep it fresh. <clears throat> I got a frog in my throat. <clears throat> okay, I'm better back on board now. Well, while Andy clears his frog out, while he evicts <laughs> that frog from his throat with brutal force, uh, let's talk about big news that hit on Monday, because of course it's Wednesday today. Uh, Justice League is maybe one hour and... T- no, one ha- 121 minutes, that is two hours and one minute long. Maybe, we don't know definitely yet, but probably yes. I feel... How do we look at this now? I feel we spend like 80% of our episodes talking about this film. Yeah, because someone has written a letter writing campaign to me, Anthony McCormack, not to name names, <laughs> saying, please will you talk more and more about the... And I quote, I believe, this is a direct quote from him, <laughs> film of every year. Film of every, not even film of the year this year. And film I, I think it is a film of the year, in that it is a film of the year 2017, and we will remain to see whether it's a good film or a bad film. Completely open-minded about it. You're a lot, I'm, more, I'm, you're a lot more open-minded than literally about three hours ago so when open, you were talking about this film. No, so open-minded about it, because I think, you know, one hour... Uh, wait, no, I keep saying one hour 21, which is kind of... <laughs> that's my dream running time for it. 121 minutes seems like a nice, nice quick film. Really hope that it's true. Really hope that it's not an hour and... Wait, no. I do hope it is an hour and like 30 minutes, but <laughs> I, I, if it's a, if it's two hours now, then maybe that's okay. But I do now wonder, how are you going to get everything done in that time that you've clearly tried to set up in the trailer? We're meeting three new baddies. Goodies, rather. Goodies. Three? Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman. Oh, and Green Lantern, of course. And <laughs> Superman's got to come back. And he might bring Supergirl with him, I think. That jerk is just going to throw everything in here. That is it's the last ditch attempt, isn't it? This is the last time they're doing this before they just reboot everything. So why not? <laughs> Aquaman movie's not actually going to happen. I think they filmed it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Although Flash movie's definitely dead and been rebooted as the new reboot of this franchise. So, like, come on. Did you see the video of Pupsters League? Pups to sleep. I'm guessing it's dogs in Justice yeah, League. Yeah, it, it was done by the guys. Oh, you sent this earlier on the WhatsApp group. Yeah. Sure. Well, you obviously didn't pay attention to well, no, I, did, I didn't vines. click on it because I was... I You're was... like, it's a virus! He's sending viruses again. I was waiting for a film to start or something. I don't know. I don't know. It looked fun, probably. It is basically dogs. It didn't even come up with the thumbnail, so I didn't know no, what it, it was. Didn't. It's dogs dressed as characters from the Justice League, and, right. and the, okay, look the, at it. the villain is a vacuum cleaner. Okay, why did we not? Why did we not make this the episode? 
Just just uh, no reviews, just pups this league. There's like a sausage dog that is the flash. This is good. And Batman is a pug, I feel. I'm and on there's board like a little this. there's like a little Alfred who he's like, Alfred, we need backup and he's just he's another little pug in a like little suit, like I got I got this skirt, sir. All right. Outside his cyborg and then a dog comes in and just dresses. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Does the cyborg dog look more realistic than the cyborg that they have in Justice League? Yes, but he's just looks like he's dressed in fairy lights. (laughs) (laughs) There's a a dog who comes out of a swimming pool dressed as Aquaman, just like. (laughs) He's just like swimming times over. Okay, so by the time you hear this episode, I will have gone back and watched Pups This League. <laughs> My favourite bit is right at the end. Mm. Where he's got the whole Justice League and then right at the end is just a dog dressed as Superman. He's just like, yes, I'm in this too. <laughs> Alright, well, oh, that sounds fun. What do you think of the short running time <laughs> of Justice League though? Uh, I would rather it be replaced with a full-length Pups <laughs> yeah. This League. I want, I want three hours of Pups This League. Oh, dear. So I reckon there's some characters there you could really start caring about. Ooh. Um, But... Uh, you, you, you keep vamping from here. Okay, so I've got to keep vamping, even though the only contribution you've had so far to the podcast <laughs> has been mainly laughter and a lot of tears. And the one point where I cleared a frog. Yes, and, and a frog. Um, okay, well... In that case, that's very interesting. Whew. I personally think that two hours is probably not enough time to do what they've clearly. But is also. But is mercifully short. Yeah. I mean, it's not mercifully short because they could have made it 90 minutes, a nice tight 90. But how am I going to get introduced to. Two tin hours foil is like a standard time, though. Tin, two hours is a, is a short uh, blockbuster. Yeah. This is their shortest film, if that's to be believed. Shorter than we'll everything that's come we'll before see. it. Like it's not than every film ever, but you know than any in the DCEU. They're probably still reshooting scenes and about to put them in as well, so it's fine. This is probably not including the Joss Whedon sections, so maybe that's it. Anyway, I love it if every time there's a Joss Whedon section, there's like one of his old timey screens from like silent movies. Just says, "Here's a Joss Whedon section," and then it plays out that section. And it goes back to now the Zack Snyder. You'll section. be able to tell. I feel. I'm not going to say anything more, because that's not like a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You'll just be able to tell. Okay. You'll be able to tell that there will be different sections, I think. What else you got for me? Little, okay, well let's, talk, well, let's talk about the fact that franchises are dying all over the house. So, first of all, Justice League seems like the swan song for this bullshit <laughs> series. But the film itself will be great, right? Maybe. Could be great. Has the ability to be great until proven otherwise okay. in a court of law. Okay. And I will take them to law, to court if I have to. <laughs> well, like the guy who... Um, sued God, sued... yes. Billy oh, Connolly in the film The Man Who Sued God when his <laughs> fishing boat got struck by well, lightning. I'm, I meant the guy the guy who's tried to sue Warner Brothers because there wasn't enough Joker in his Suicide Squad <laughs> movie and tried to sue them saying, I travelled all the way down from Scotland to London to go watch this film. Yeah. To, because you sold it on the fact that the Joker is in it, and everyone went, why are you driving from Scotland? Scotland has cinemas. Also, you could fly for really cheap, and it's like one of those flights where you get a tin can on wings, like, basically. He was obviously just trying to bunk up the price that he paid. He's like, yeah, yeah, I had to get a train, and that's that's about a mortgage. Sure. Uh, no, because I'll be on the right side of the law. 
when I take them to court. If I okay. take them to court. Okay, let's get on. Franchises are dying all okay, over the place is the important thing. Dark Universe. Okay, that was dead in the water when it started. Yes, but... It's been dead twice now. Importantly, well, no, because... Because Dracula and Told. Well, no, because that was never supposed to be part yeah, of the... Yeah, sure. Well, no, because it Charles wasn't. When turns around at the end, he goes, the game has begun. Yeah, but that's just more of Dracula's. Nah, he's talking about... Well, Luke Evans has now said he wants to join the Dark Universe two weeks ago. Sadly, the Dark Universe has now been binned, basically, because... How do we know? They've indefinitely postponed Bride of Frankenstein, which is the next one to come out. They said, we want to make sure we get it right... And we need to make sure that Bill Bill Condon is given enough time to get this film right. Bill Condon's going to walk away from this project. Probably. This film will not happen. End of. No more Dark Universe. Thanks, Tom okay. Cruise. You killed a franchise. <laughs> Which is something that Tom Cruise has never been able to do. Yeah, he's just spreading his wings. Yeah, but like you've built franchises very successfully. Why would you spread your wings to destroying <laughs> franchises? So you could do everything. That's the thing about Tom Cruise. Yes, okay. okay well, it, show, say, it shows the light and shade of Tom Cruise. But you say all over the place. Mm-hmm. What other franchises died then? Justice oh, you League. Back to Justice DCEU. League. This is going to be the Swan Song. So it's song. not a case of old franchises you know are dying all over the place. Here's multiple examples of this. It's two like, two is multiple. It's no, I have decided Justice Just, League is dying. No, they have decided that by rebooting the fucking franchise already. Three years in or whatever. When Flashpoint comes out, that is them rebooting the franchise. Batman will have nothing to do with Ben Affleck. We know that, basically, at this point. Are they even still making that film? Oh, they're still making it. Ben Affleck will not. I'm going to tell you that now. And if he does, if he does, then I'm wrong. Your hot scoops have never been wrong. You told us there was a 50-foot wall in The Mummy, and my God, was there a 50-foot wall? (laughs) At least. At least 50-foot. Maybe even bigger than that. Anyway, the final thing is, talk about franchises dying. Is Michael Fassbender's career dead? This what? is the question that is posed this week in The Guardian. Now, uh, what <laughs> will Fassbender recover from what what they are referring to as his Annus Horribilis, like that year that uh, the Queen had? Mm-hmm. Basically, he's been in a number of flops in the last 12 months, and do we think that that will ruin his career? Such as... I'm going to give you the answer now. No, no. No is the answer. So he's had... Just recently, The Snowman, which we reviewed last week, which is pretty pants. Mm. Uh, we had Assassin's Creed at the beginning of the year, which did no business. You really liked that. I thought it was better than you thought. I don't think I really liked it. It's an orange on my films. <laughs> so that's not a like. That's a, well, not as bad as I expected. Which shows growth from me. He's also had Song to Song this year, which was received incredibly poorly, even by the director of Song to Song, who has now said... I will never make a Terence Malick movie like I am Terence Malick again. Myself being Terence Malick. <laughs> uh, and what did he have last year? Uh, and he had Trespass Against Us in February, which did nothing and was poorly received as well. And then he had Light Between Oceans, which did basically no business, but was better received. And did he also have X-Men Apocalypse last year? He had X-Men, Apoc- X-Men Apocalypse last year. He was hoping that The Snowman would lead to another franchise because the last franchise really worked so well for him because, mm-hmm. you know, the X-Men franchise is so interesting at this point. He's now basically... I mean, there's no chance of Harry Hole making a comeback in the next uh, adaptation of the Joe Nesbo books. That won't happen. Can't do. This film wasn't... Okay, so the coverage. question is, because he's done a couple of bad films... Five bad films in a year. Is 
more frequently than Nicolas Cage. Has the fast bender bubble burst? Is this it? Have we reached the fast bubble? <laughs> I think he'll be fine. No, he'll be fine. He's he's really good. He's got so. nothing coming out in the next sort of six months or so, I believe, because mm. uh, he took this year off acting. I wonder why. <laughs> Mainly to marry Alicia Vikander, um, which is fine. Absolutely fine, and I'm not hurt in any way, shape, or form. She hasn't replied to any of my letters. But that's and I'm okay. not hurt in any way, shape, or form. He, hasn't, he hasn't replied to your letters either. Anyway, I'm I just saying, I saw shame and I, I saw mean, a whole lot of Fassbender. You, you see incredible amounts of Fassbender. But you see that in every film he's in. Even in The Snowman, he stands in his pants for a section completely unnecessarily in his pants. Not, if you've got like, Fassbender. No, there's absolutely... like. A hundred percent, there is no reason why that would have been in his pants, other than it's night time and maybe he sleeps in his pants. But I'd rather see him in PJs, right? Silk PJs. It is to show off his body, but then again, you're never really given the the impression that he's a very physical person, mm-hmm. other than right at the end there's a little bit of an altercation. But you don't seem like running for ages. You get fast or fighting you for ages. Yeah, but, they... but you hire Tom Cruise, you're not going to make him not run. Well, this is the thing. Um, so to follow up on my Snowman review last week, Thomas Alfredson has basically been going around saying, "Yeah, it's great that they released a film that isn't finished." So, <laughs> you know, there's there's a whole load of question marks about that film. I didn't think Thomas Alfredson was such a terrible director overnight, hmm. and I'm pretty sure he's not. I think that film was plagued with a number of different problems. Let's hope that everyone involved bounces back because everyone involved is good, and I like them. Yeah. Let's do reviews, Andy. Ooh. You Ooh, have reviews. seen one of your most anticipated films of probably this century. Yep, Gambit. Finally got the early <laughs> copy of it. Uh, although, did we, we mention Gambit last week? I think we mentioned Gambit Yes, yeah, so I got yeah. very angry about Gore Verbinski. <laughs> um, yeah, so you saw Geostorm. 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 So we, we, may have, well, we prefaced this on Sunday's episode by doing a whole episode talking about a history of sort of disaster movies. Yeah. Because Geostorm me just is... missing disaster films and seeing whether I like them or not. But Geostorm is, of course, the newest and loudest, presumably quite loud. No, it's, it's, it's loud not enough. loud. It's loud enough. Oh, okay, right. It's not the loudest. Because I would be short. I would feel shortchanged if it wasn't loud enough. <laughs> uh, so tell me about Geostorm, starring Gerard Butler. Okay, so Geostorm is um, a film where it's set only a couple of years in the future, where basically um, in 2019 a load of uh, Global catastrophes, weather-wise, start affecting the Earth and start killing thousands of people, like extreme heat waves, tornadoes. So the uh, the world comes together to form a project based around 17 countries, led by China and USA, to create something called the Dutch Boy, mm-hmm. which is a satellite system which can basically control the weather. Okay. So if there's high-pressure cloud, it can fire these little nanites in there and it will disperse the cloud. I love nanites, because they can just do anything. In Jason X, they make Jason Voorhees into a super-duper, technologically advanced serial killer. <laughs> so I can believe that nanites can fix any type of weather. And this this whole project was built by... Um, like The whole project was led by the engineer Gerard Butler. Okay. Um, as I'm pretty sure... He's an engineer. Is. He's an engineer. Okay. Can I believe Gerard Butler is an engineer? Trust me, I've seen the film. You cannot. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and basically what happens is all of a sudden there's a couple of malfunctions mm-hmm. and some, even when the system's built up, a couple of places get affected by serious weather. Except it's not a malfunction. Somebody is per- 
um, purposefully tampering with the system. Okay. So Gerald Butler has to go back into space. Ah. Um, he has to go back into space to try and uncover the clues yeah. of why why this is happening because this is his baby. So Gerald Butler as an engineer, no. Gerald Butler as an astronaut a engineer. Space engineer. Hmm. Okay, so all twice while, already they're testing my patience. All while, so while he's in space, his brother, yes, who he's been estranged from because they fell out, yeah, um, family feud. He's down on Earth, and he basically he runs the project, uh, um, and it's to be passed over to a global council, um, and he finds out about this thing called a geostorm, which is if you have a lot of strange weather patterns all hit around about the same time. They trigger something called a geostorm, which is a huge storm which will wipe out half the planet, let's say. Mm-hmm. And basically, his job is try and give the enough information to Jared Butler to make him be able to save the world. Blah 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 blah. Okay, that's the plot of geostorm. It's quite plot heavy. It it mentions the, the setup con- seems very convoluted for what I imagine mm. the payoff being. There's different types of weather, and you see them. Is <laughs> is that too reductive? <laughs> No, no, you're probably right. You've probably just done it better than I could have. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so just... What works? Can, can you tell me what works about this film? And don't ruin who the baddie is, because people still might not have guessed. Oh, yeah, the bad guy, you know, like, he walks on screen, and I went, bad guy, bad guy. Well, you're saying he, but actually, it's Mother Nature is the bad <laughs> guy, right? Um, but, the, okay, so just on... Doesn't really do much well. Okay. To be fair. <laughs> but okay, right. So what I would want, okay, I'm putting myself in your mindset. Here. Okay. I'm going into Geostorm. I'm thinking I want Gerard Butler shouting. Does it do that? He does shout. Well, he does. It, Gerard Butler no shouting. one shouts better than Gerard. Butler. Exactly. Okay. Often. Yeah. Okay. At times. Four times at least. Yeah. Does he shout at authority figures? Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes, already. Absolutely. Okay, so already sounds film of the year to me. Uh, does it have walls of water cascading through cityscapes? Um, it has one. I'll take one. I'll take wall of water. Does it have wall of sand? No. Oh, the mummy did. Mm. Is it worse <laughs> than the mummy? Okay. The, the, I think so. It's worse <laughs> than the mummy? Oh, God. There's, there's no The Mummy there's Killed no, a franchise. There's no there's not gonna be Geostorm 2 now, is there? <laughs> okay. Right. So Geostorm, the thing is you go into it and what you're wanting is you're wanting this kind of they show in the trailer these huge weather events. You want a Roland Emmerich style film. Exactly. But done by Dean Devlin, right? Yeah. There we are. We got the um, name right. The the problem is that there are no moments in this film where you feel wowed by the special effects. Okay. There's there's no big moment in this that you go, oh, I'm going to remember that moment. Okay, yeah. The performances so... are pretty poor across the board. Yeah. Um, And you don't really even believe that Gerald Butler and his brother have ever even met. Let alone, let alone... fallen out. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first time they meet, you're just like, unless he turns around and says the line, Little brother, you don't know who they little are brother, to each other. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so the the board is pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of laugh out moment land moments for me, not for the rest of the audience. Because the thing is, I was in quite a packed packed film, and there were little pockets that were really loving this. Right? Yeah. But if those two or three pockets weren't there, you wouldn't think there was an audience there. Okay. Um, 
But there is a moment where somebody uses the line, this is going to be like some kind of pause, 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 geostorm. Nice. Which I found hilarious. Did everyone laugh at that? No, mainly just me. Oh. Very um, serious moment, clearly. <laughs> Standing on a pile of dead bodies and you're just there like... <laughs> My favourite moment, though, is when they literally skip... Like, there, there is a terrible action sequence in this yeah. where... Um, the president and a brother in a car trying to escape lightning. Yeah. Um, and there is a big plot hole where something happens. Yeah. And I won't spoil it in case you do decide to see this film. Yeah, because there might and, be people out there who want to. Right, there is a big plot hole where something happens and the, they never explain it apart from the line somebody says, how do you do that? And he says, I'm the president of the goddamn United States of America. And I laughed out loud going... You've not answered anything there. What you've done here is ridiculous and I don't understand how. And you just pass it off with a stupid line. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the the comedy in it is basic. Mm-hmm. Um, basic action movie comedy. But doesn't really hit the way that a lot of these action movies do. I just think it was underwhelming. And you shouldn't go into a film that is basically about the weather destroying the earth sure. feeling underwhelmed and I also don't think it really nails that message either of man versus nature yeah and the thing is what they try to do and you can tell what they're trying to do is go with the opening they go um, we as mankind we have fucked this planet over basically and we have basically brought it so mother nature has turned on us Yeah. so we created a man-made system to keep it in check and what it trying to say is, oh, if we didn't do this, then like, if we thought about what we're doing now, we could stop global warming, basically. A good idea. But it, but it doesn't ever really nail that message. It never really goes after okay. it. Um, yeah, it's... So the message of the film is Gerard Butler can be an engineer and also a spaceman. The message of the film is, if your brother's in space, maybe you could become friends over a telecom system or something. Well... Would you like to know some information I've just found out whilst researching this film for us? Yes, thank you. So, filming took place in 2014. Yes, it had massive reshoots as well. Yes. So, because, the initial budget... people hated yes, it. the initial budget was $82 million. Then, uh, the filming wrapped in early 2015. It was supposed to be released when Batman vs. Superman was released. They swapped the release dates around. It was then pushed back to like October last year and then pushed back for another year due to the fact that they had to undergo $15 million reshoots under a new director, new writer, and yeah. new producer, in which... The thing is, you could tell as well, you could tell there are definite moments that do not match up with each other. Yeah, in which characters were cut and recast, and then completely just sort of <laughs> sidelined. Um, the film has opened very strongly, though. Well, the thing is, it will, and it will get people through the door. And because... Do we think it'll be a one-week thing, and then it'll drop out? I think as soon as people... Well, this is the test, isn't it? Where you go, critically, it's panned. Yeah, will word of mouth and kill the film? And do people listen to critics? And I don't think they do. Yeah. I think people will go and see a film like this on their own accord. Okay. And there are people who will probably get something out of it, but I think it's... There's better m- ways to spend your money. Yeah. Even if it's just buying a DVD of Independence Day. Sure. And watching that. Buy a few. Yeah. If you were seeing it in IMAX, it costs what fifteen quid for an IMAX. Ticket? Oh, yeah. I would say as well, like Don't watching see this it film. IMAX. Th- this is not the film for IMAX. No, when we watched Dunkirk, and we said, 
If you yeah. ever watch a film in IMAX, yeah, this, this is, is the, the opposite. Right, okay. Like, don't waste your money on IMAX to watch something like this. Because yeah. the thing is, if you go see it in IMAX, what you're looking for is those spectacle events to look and even more amazing. And the spectacle is so small scale and so poorly done that IMAX is just going <laughs> to make you even more disappointed. And this is like, coming from the defender of all the best disaster movies well, yeah, and some uh, of the worst ones. The thing, the thing is, right? I saw San Andreas two years ago. Oh yeah, okay, and. That film has so much more about it than this because it looked like the rocket, for starters, wanted to actually be there. Yeah, but they're not interested. No one looks like they want to be there. There's so many people who you could see at the side of the screen just cashing in that paycheck. <laughs> okay, well, so Geostorm, no, generally, miss. Don't, don't bother with it. It's, not even if you're a fan of this sort of thing because there's better No, because films I don't there. think it, it doesn't It doesn't tick those itch. boxes. No, okay. and that's the problem. Fine. So Geostorm, big fat miss. Uh, yeah. What a shame. Who would have predicted that being being a film where Gerald Butler does not punch a tornado? No tornadoes were punched. Well, there's in there's the making the, of this film. I was still going to go and see it until you said that, so <laughs> I'm now off board. Okay, uh, the other film this week that we have to review. Um, <laughs> have to have we, we we have it to review. It is. It to, is be reviewed. to be reviewed. It is to be reviewed. Not that I feel like it is a, a, a slog to review it. Uh, so I saw The Death of Stalin today. Um, so The Death of Stalin is a quite, I think it, it seems to be quite hotly anticipated and yeah. fairly heavily publicised as well. It's It seems to have enough backing behind it. Especially in this country, I think Armando Iannucci. Yes, he um, has a lot of... Uh, love behind him. And an American man because of Veep. Yes. Uh, so... Um, Directed by Armando Inucci, also co-written by him, and I believe maybe even co-produced, but certainly co-written and um, directed by Armando Inucci, based on a French series of comics, graphic novels. Valerian. Basically chronicling the final days and then the days after uh, Stalin's death um, in 1950s Soviet Union. So... What you have is you have a sort of chaotic shambles of a backstabbing race to assume control of the Okay, that's fine. I'm glad you Soviet finished your Union. sentence. Because when you said chaotic shambles, I thought we were going back to Geostorm for a second. <laughs> uh, no, so... You, you just basically... like Sideshow Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Please go back and listen because I'm pretty certain that's the case. You have to. Uh, okay. Where were you? <laughs> that was a good 10 seconds of uninterrupted <laughs> laughter. All right. Um, so, chaotic shambles so, yes. of backstabbing. So you've got this, you've got this sort of, you follow this chaotic shambles of this backstabbing leadership race almost. And it's interesting that this film's come out now. Um, there's a number of different things that are, are fairly relevant about it in the sense that you've got. Um, the the situation in America of sort of someone being in control who not necessarily everyone trusts to be in control and whether or not he should have the power he does mm. and have the ability to you know tweet whatever he wants to tweet. <laughs> Stalin was a tweeter. <laughs> uh, although twittering is mentioned in this film, not in the, okay. not in the modern sense. Um, but then also you've got. Um, more possibly more relevant would be the leadership race last year for the Conservative Party, mm-hmm. in which basically this happened. 
various members of the Conservative Party were stabbed in the back, then in the front, and then those <laughs> members were then stabbed in the back, front, side, face, underbelly, all over the place. Do you know who knows that feeling? Julius Caesar. <laughs> this is very true. It all started with Caesar, and now Theresa May is the last bloody man standing. <laughs> In that she's like covered in blood of all of her rivals because she had to punch them down to the floor. Well, actually, she does let them. She let them essentially do the job for. Stay back. Um, But you have a very similar thing here. So this is you know based on true events essentially. You know, obviously fictionalized to an extent, Mm -hmm. but also these you know these people existed and these people are represented in the way that sort of they should be perceived. I think in this film. the thing that I really like about this film is that it doesn't shy away from the more serious stuff and the fact that w- what you're following is a comedy and mm-hmm. it's very funny that that's not to be dismissed. It's very funny and the the thing I would say is it's not the laugh riot comedy that you expect from beginning to end. Yeah. There is a lot of darkness to it as well and it doesn't shy away from the fact that this was a very evil dictatorship and there was there was a element you know for for a long long time of uh, fear you know ruling through fear and through the use of death squads and um security forces and things like that you know that is not you know is not far from fascism in terms of you what know was that whole thing was it stalin who basically was like you applaud when something fin- when he finishes his speech and then the first one to stop applauding he gets shot. Ex- well, yeah, exactly that thing. Yes, because everyone and sort of has to keep going for like, like three yeah. hours of pure <laughs> yeah. applause. Um, so what you have is a really fantastic cast, uh, and I'm talking it's a really stellar yeah. all star cast ensemble cast with some really great cameos in there as well. Paddy Considine's great in this film, but, you know, has five minutes of screen mm. time, if that. But nails that character and sort of... He's your way into the film because you open in, in, in this scene with him and it gives you all of the setting you basically yeah, need yeah. to know exactly what the situation is in Russia at that time, what the feeling is with Stalin. Um You've got some really, really fantastic performances. Jeffrey Tambor's in this film. Uh, Steve Buscemi. Michael Palin is fantastic. Simon Russell Beale, who's an actor who doesn't necessarily do huge amounts of screen work. Very famous stage actor over here, particularly. But someone who really shines in this role as this absolutely horrible um, this sort of head of security forces who was basically in charge of, you know the killing of people yeah. that were on his uh, were on Stalin's enemies lists. So you've got a really interesting leadership race that then develops between um Simon Russell Beale's uh, Beria and Steve Buscemi's Khrushchev. You've also got a fantastic appearance by Jason Isaacs um as Field Marshal Zukev who is just <sighs> You look at the performance and you go, you can tell that this guy clearly thinks so much of himself. There's there's so much of this where it's sort of everyone wants to be the biggest dick in the room. Yeah. And yet, clearly, when he arrives about halfway through the movie, you go, no, this is... There's the biggest dick. He has the biggest dick in any room. Unless you've seen Shame starring Michael Fassbender, in which case, it's arguable. So... What you have is a really interesting comedy that sort of manages to blend um, the much more dark stuff 
in with you know and there are moments where you'll laugh and then you'll think about what you're laughing about the line is funny yeah but the context behind the line is quite harrowing and you see elements of this where um they framed it so that you are seeing one side of this story unfold and it's quite a humorous plot line but then through the window you're seeing horrifying scenes of people being dragged from their homes kicking and screaming okay. so you've got the counterbalance of both so if you're if you're watching the trailer and you think, oh, I'd love to go and see that. It looks like it's just going to be a really funny comedy right from the outset. It's going to mm-hmm. be you know the thick of it, but in Soviet exactly Russia, that. it isn't quite that. But it has that feel to it sometimes. What it is is a really terrific blending of both those sides. Um, I think it's been received fairly well. I don't think it's necessarily ticking all the boxes yeah. for everyone, but for me, it really worked. I, I preferred that it wasn't just what, the thick of it in Russia, yeah. that it was actually something that didn't try to hide. The, the interesting thing is it's been fairly well received in Russia, mm-hmm. which shows how far that country has come, I think, in terms of their views towards Stalin and the views towards that particular time of yeah. history. Um, it's a really terrific film. Um, whether or not it will make sort of my best of the year list, I'm not sure, but certainly some of the performances in it are really fantastic. And, uh, you know, Jason Isaacs is worth the price of entry alone. Mm. Like, he he is phenomenal isn't, when he turns isn't up. Isn't that always the case? It though? is always the case. You know, having seen him on Star Trek Discovery recently and how much that series feels Benefits like it gets a big him. shot in the arm, as soon as you see him on screen, you go, okay, we're safe now. Yeah. And you think... Well, that's any, what he is. He's a safe pair Any of Any reservations we did have about this series, they're all... But at this point, I was not having any reservations about the film. And then he turns up and I go, oh, good, it's got even better. Yeah. So uh, really worth a watch. Um, uh, you know, I can't sing its praises highly enough. I think the, the performances are really terrific. Basically, and, um, see that instead of Geostorm. Yeah, I mean, look, they're both... Uh, no, Geostorm would be a 12A, won't it? Whereas um, yeah, Death of Stalin's a 15 and, you know, quite obviously so due to the sheer amount of swear words. Um, but you know what? See, just see Death of Stalin. If you can't see Death of Stalin, what else is out that's a 12A? Happy Death Day. That's a 15, surely. Uh, Which will be reviewed next week, um, along with The Shining. Ooh. Don't worry, a couple, Hot off the press. In a couple of weeks, I get to review <laughs> No one's ever time. reviewed The Shining. <laughs> uh, anyway. And who knows, one day I might actually get around to reviewing The Great War, which I've seen. I just have to build myself up for that one. Can you give me a ten second no, no a ten second preview review? Ah! <laughs> also, the opening line of dialogue from the Great Wall. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing from from what I saw on the plane, it looked like a lot of shouting and monsters. <laughs> anyway, that's where we're going to have to leave it for this episode. Uh, Sunday, we will be back, presumably with a Thor. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, uh, Thor review, full full Thor review. Meant with four, not, not with Hemsworth. Um, uh, whether or not Mark will join us for Sunday, probably. We'll find out. But certainly the two of us will be, and we'll be discussing it for a sort of. It will be spoilers, won't it? Yeah, we'll do we spoilers. may do a non-spoiler next week as well, just as a sort of yeah. in case you didn't want it. Um, but until next time, where can they find us, Andy? Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 no! Okay, Bandcamp um, is the first one. No. Buzzsprout, Buzzsprout, iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher, Facebook, Facebook, uh, Twitter, 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 at Dinosaurman15, everywhere else, Dinosaurman Nerdcast. If you like the theme song, you can get it on digital download from <laughs> Napster. Search Johnny Neves, that's Neves with an N, not with a K-N. 
He's not a silent N. This time. No, silent K. This time it was remixed with that weird sideshow Bob Love. You can't even do it. No. Um, completely unintentional laugh that was. Please rate and subscribe yes, to the podcast. Do it. Give it, a, give it a like. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. T- tell them. Don't get them shot don't like don't Stalin did because that was really horrible. Um, thank you, Alex, for joining. You're very welcome. Until next time. Oh, thanks for hosting. No, 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 too late now. Until next time. Uh, I can't do the laugh again. I just don't have it in me. Sorry. Uh, Don't punch any tornadoes in the face. Or do it. It makes a better film. Do it. Film it. Send it to us. Vine it. On a defunct (laughs) format. Bye-bye. Bye.